everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danisco, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Well, we're moving on Devils are moving on up. So, I mean, is there another team in the NFL that, I mean, NFL, in the NHL (laughs) that players want to play and play with more right now than the Devils? I mean, this club and what they've been doing this offseason and last year, like even now, Eric Holla locking them up three years at, uh, what was it, 3.12 annual average, I think? Something like that. A very good contract for a very good player now we have him for three more years and you look right down the middle of our lineup and we have four really good centermen on every single line Heischer, Hughes Halla and uh, McLeod and I know that they use Halla a lot in different places throughout the year like Lindy does with everybody but you guys have to admit that third line center position was the most productive position for him I mean that's where he belongs and uh, I love the fact that he wanted to come back he said it signed the deal now we have him for three more years that veteran leadership and really came on strong in the playoffs was a great playoff performer for us and uh, I'm really happy with this move um Let's go real quick about Eric Hollow. What do you guys think, Bob? Yeah, I love the move, too. Um, he does so much for this club, way more than just the numbers would show, the leadership. You know, he was huge on the penalty kill, which he might even have a bigger role now if, if you know, possibly someone like Sharon Govitz leaves. Um, all-around great player, very versatile. You know, you can put him on the wing, like you said. Um, we keep teasing the fact that we're going to obviously get into our future lines, depending on what happens. And, you know, I've got some spots um, for Hall as well, which means I – Knew all along he wasn't going anywhere when he spoke. The way I he think Lazar will definitely take Holla's spot. I can't see Holla being oh, so here. That's yeah, why they yeah. brought Lazar in. I, I don't think that was that you, Lazar right? Lazar came in for possibly taking him, but then towards the end of the year when, when Holla <laughs> turned it on and then the way he spoke about wanting to be here, at that point I knew that he was staying, and I think it's a great deal. And I think yeah. Lazar's going to be in the lineup too, which is why we'll talk about where he's ultimately going to play. But, yeah, great deal. The, the fans love him. The players love him. And uh, I, I've learned to love him. So, let's go. All right. Dan? Yeah, I think when uh, we first took him on, you know, we were all waiting for him to get started. But by the time the playoffs rolled around, he was definitely a great add to this team. And it's the right contract. It's it's not too long. It's not too expensive where you feel like, oh, how are you going to pay everybody else? And um, I think it's a good move. Let's keep him on board. He's done. He's done good. Like you said, we don't have a ton of veteran leadership, and he offered some good stuff with that last year. So uh, I'm happy about it, definitely. And I'm hoping it moves the needle on uh, Timo Meyer. You know, like every contract that's signed is kind of like, all right, let's get this one done because we're all leading up well, to that big would, one. Well, there was a report today. Fitzgerald said he actually spoke with Timo Meyer today via phone and um, basically said that Meyer said, I want to be again, reiterating, eight years, that's where I want to be, and Fitzgerald's happy about it. So I was a little nervous that this thing hadn't gotten done yet, 
But right. I'm guessing, you know, a contract of that magnitude probably is a little bit more difficult to get done as far as just the fine print and all the other bullshit that goes with it. So, I mean, hopefully it gets done real soon. But, Tone, Eric Holla. I'm a Hall of Fan all year. I think I said that, you know, even when this, he had a slow start, I know we, some, you know, we kind of criticized him. Uh, I actually didn't because I thought that he was kind of just basically hitting posts and it was just had no luck, I, you know. Uh, he, you know, he had 14 goals last year. That, you know, so I mean, I think this year is going to be a much better year for him. I think that he he expressed his desire to be with this team. He was one of the first guys right, right off the bat saying, "Hey, man, I don't want to go anywhere." You know, um, I like his play. He had a good playoffs. Uh, so yeah, I'm an Eric Holla guy. I'm glad to see it happen. I think the price is right. I'm not surprised. So yeah, I'm I'm super happy about it too. I'm glad that these things are getting done quick. I was shocked at how fast it took. Brat to sign on the dotted line now. Holla, and I know they're working on a extension for um, Michael McLeod, so I'm sure. And Ball, I know, is needs an extension. Those I, I would assume would be just standard, basic. They get a little bit of a raise. I have no idea what kind of terms are going to come to with those guys, but you know, they're important to the team. Fitzgerald will lock them up. Uh, I do want to before we dive into the meat of today's show. I honestly think guys that within the next three to four weeks there's going to be a whole lot of push and a whole lot of discussion about Connor Hollibuck coming here I really believe that you know he's definitely getting traded we know that and I was thinking about this a lot there is no better place for him to come than New Jersey for so many different reasons first off you know I know he wants Vasilevsky money. He wants nine, nine and a half million a year. Me personally, I, I think he's worth it. I would say, you know, he's one of the top four or five goalies in, in the world. I think he's worth nine million dollars. Now, if you can, if Fitzgerald and his organization can fit him in and still keep uh, the vision and long term vision that they have for this club and not derail that by taking on this huge contract, I think you absolutely have to do it. I'm, the teams I keep on hearing. His name coming up to, uh, coming up with. First one is um, Pittsburgh. All right, now Pittsburgh. I can't see Hollebuck wanting to go there. When you look at their window with their big three, right, with Latang and Malkin and Crosby, how many more years of elite play do these guys have? I mean, Crosby looks like he could play for another twenty years, but. In real, in reality, though, how much more time? Maybe two, three years of elite level. Is Connor Hollebuck going to take his his game somewhere to win a cup? Maybe for you know, with only a, maybe a, a two year window. The other team that keeps on, I keep on hearing is Detroit. It's a small window. Yeah, they're not. And the other team kind of going down. They're not really on the way up as a team. Right. Yeah. And the other team that I keep hearing about is Detroit. Uh, that one doesn't make a ton of sense to me either for the simple fact that they're still a year or two away. So is he gonna? how much is he really going to move that needle to get that team into the playoffs? I don't think an elite goalie will do that for Detroit. Um, the third team... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, what about, is that maybe you were going to say, uh, I was thinking about Carolina with him. I haven't heard him with Carolina. The guy I've been hearing Carolina a little bit of chatter is Gibson over from Anaheim. Hmm. Uh, but there's still the chance that they'll re-sign Freddie Anderson. Right. So uh, the third team I keep hearing is L.A. 
and you know playing the Kings that that's sexy you know you want to play in LA it's a big market they I don't know how they are as far as salary cap and I don't know how they are as far as assets and prospects I actually they're, they're the hockey news has them ranked 14 as far as their prospect pool so they're right in the middle of the road and that leads to the Devils uh, Connor Hallbuck wants to play on a team to win a Stanley Cup the Devils are a team that I think a goalie is one of the missing pieces that they need. Um, if, as far as Winnipeg wants to still put a team on the ice, they don't want draft picks. They want to try and be competitive, so they want prospects. They want players. We're number two as far as the Hockey News has us ranked number two as far as prospect pool. We're right behind Minnesota. So it just to me makes all the sense in the world for Winnipeg. For Hollabuck, for the Devils. Again, I know his salary is a, a, a sticking point, and I know that they Tom Fitzgerald probably doesn't want to spend nine, nine and a half. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, because you get him this year at like six and change, so maybe you can talk him into under nine. Um, so my question is, guys, if this deal can get done for $9 million a year, are you on board? No. I don't want him for nine. I mean, I, I like Connor Hollabuck. Um, I actually think we have an advantage because I do think he wants to play in New Jersey that maybe we can get him below that because, you know, I know it's right now, I mean, a goalie can last this long. You know, he's, not, he's what, 30 years old now? He'll be 31. Um, I just think eight years a little too long maybe. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying eight years. I'm saying well, you signed Connor Hallibuck to five to six years. I don't think he wants that, though, I was, I was hearing. I think he wants a long, like a, a long term. I think he wants the eight. Even if you signed him for eight years, you know, you could do a deal like you did with Jesper Brad where it was front load heavy, and that way if you got to dump him off, you know, six, seven years into the contract, it's an easier contract for other teams to swallow. But So, so you're against it just for the money. That's what you're saying. Yeah, because I think it's going to hold us up in some other areas coming, you know, other players. And I think that, like I said, I mean, I think that we have a little bit of advantage with him because I have read several places that he has, New Jersey is a place that he would like to play in, like I said. And, right. uh, you know, he, I think he realizes, and Fitzgerald, you know, he always talks about this. If you want to win a championship, you have to have a little bit more money to spend. Everyone has to be able to buff a little bit. You know, if everyone's getting paid nine, it's going to be problems. Well, I mean, it's a big difference. If the guy says he wants nine and a half and you get him for 8.8, 8.7, to me, that's a huge difference. You have him under nine. I mean, that's I, I, I would pay the guy at this point. Like I said, if it doesn't interfere with what the long-term plans are for this team, i pay him. He's just that fucking good. Dan, what do you think? Boy, that's really tough for me to answer uh, knowing what I'm talking about because I really don't know that money... Uh, if it's going to be prohibitive or not. Let's assume, for the sake of argument, because I don't think any of us really got a handle on exactly you know, where this is going to uh, come down to with dollars and cents for the whole team. But let's assume we can do it without having to go, oh, you know what? We're not going to have enough money in year two, three, four of his contract to sign everybody else. Then, yeah, I think you do make that move. I think he's, he's going to be the right uh, guy for this team. And... Uh, I would definitely do it. The only thing is, like, you hear all these numbers that as we approach 10 million, 10 million per player, I mean, I don't know how many of those contracts you can have. Um, does anybody have an idea and what, how much this would help or hurt us? 
I mean, I don't want to skimp on a goaltender. I mean, it's a core of your team. Don't get me wrong. I'm just wondering, we're looking at now chasing that Meyer contract and how much that's going to cost us. Um, if money's no object, then I don't see why we wouldn't do it. The only thing that uh, concerns me outside of the money is, um, well, we have some untapped potential with Schmidt, but, I, I mean, that's what you want. They want. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, definitely. Uh, if, if we have to give him away for this deal, I like it even less. You know what I mean? But if we can hang on to Schmidt and afford it, let's do it. Um, I would like the idea of Schmidt as, as Hellowick's backup. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, if it's going to hurt us, uh, even not just next year, but two, three, four years down the road, if it's going to shorten that window that we have that could be a dynasty if played, if the cards are played right, if it's going to do that um, and throw away, you know, uh, maybe a great young goaltender in Schmidt in the process that that I don't want to do so I, I can't give you a really clear answer on that I wish I could because it depends on that doesn't it I mean I don't know where we're at money wise well I mean you can look at it the you know we got a player in Jack Hughes who's a 10 million dollar guy getting eight we got a guy in Heesher that's probably most teams would pay over eight for we have him for seven and change uh, you know, Brat even I think can probably get over eight on the open market, and we have them for under that. So we do have a lot of reasonable contracts and guys locked up for term for not a lot of money. So I don't know what the future looks like. Exactly like you said, I don't know what it's going to cost to sign Mercer next year. Uh, you know, he'll probably be in the you know depending on this year five five million range around there. Uh, so yeah, but I, I like I said, if this, if it, and it, like I said, if Fitzgerald pulls the trigger on it, I'm all in with whatever Fitzgerald says. If yeah. he believes that I this is going him. to, mm-hmm. not only is this going to be a, a one of the best goalies now, but we just bumped our window up even further to possibly contend for a Stanley Cup with him. Bob, what do you think? Yeah, it's really tough. Again, how to answer this? I mean, all things being equal, um, if if Fitzgerald has this mapped out to the point where they can't afford it and they can feel the team, because I mean, basically, once we lock up Meyer and I guess to some extent, you know, McLeod and all that, we're pretty we're pretty set. You know what I mean? Give or take a few pieces that are interchangeable. Uh, we still have a lot of young guys with potential. We're going to go over that, right? Um, he is a better goalie, I guess, than what we have right now. So it's certainly something you want to look at. I also would certainly not want Schmidt to go in it. I think that that wouldn't happen. I'm hoping that wouldn't happen anyway. I would think Vanacek is somebody they probably want. Um, but, you know, overall, listen, it's starting to feel like it, it's what's going to happen. It, it's it's getting the legs like the Timo Meyer deal where us, other people in the league, were just they're just looking around going, this just makes sense. Who were the first ones talking about Connor Hollabuck to the Devils? Was that yeah, yeah. was that the Uncle Puckers? It was. I believe it was. it was. I think we were the first ones that brought that up. That was before the playoffs, even I believe. That was. I, when I, we can't, were... I can't answer if I would take him. Your your question was nine million. Right. Do you take him? That I cannot answer, but I do know, like Tony alluded to, Tom Fitzgerald has a really good way of explaining to these players. Listen, we got to save some crumbs for other spots. So he may want nine and whatever. Maybe we do come sure. in under. The bottom line is this ticks us up a notch for sure if we get him. And at this and point I, now, I would actually not be surprised if we do, even if it means Schmidt's in the deal. 
I look at you know his, his camp coming out saying he wants nine to nine and a half million is what his camp is saying now. That's their starting point. You know, there's you know you can negotiate. You know, and and if he comes here, even you know comes here next year, you have a verbal agreement to lock him up long term. Um, you got him for six and change. I mean, the guy is one of the. He's in the Vesna conversation every single year. He takes this team. I think with Connor Hallbuck on this team, they're one of the maybe two or three favorites to win the Stanley Cup next year. I, I just looking at how this team is built right now, and if they stay healthy. And they pick up, again, I don't know what in free agency or trades they're looking for. I'm sure Fitzgerald has his eye on a couple of things come next week. Um, We'll know a lot more. But if we get an extra piece or two through free agency and you can get Connor Hallbuck in here, you lock up Meyer, like you said, Brat, Heischer, Hughes, I I think they're a favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Here's a question for you. I don't don't think this has any relevance. I mean, I read something the other day about this. I don't know if it's relevant really, but... So if, if it would cost you, who would you rather have, Hollebuck or Meyer next year? I was just reading this thing that what if it affects mm. you know the other signing of the other one? So I mean, what would your opinion be on that? Like, what would you guys think? Would would you? I think Meyer's a bigger, actually more important of a piece, in my opinion. If she was saying that's a tough call though, because you know what we're we're really light on power forwards, you know, and size yeah. skilled guys, but we're also light on a goalie we can count on. So I mean, that's a tough call, dude. It really is. I mean, I'm I'm super excited to see Timo Meyer starting the season with this team and seeing what he looks like with this team for an entire 82 game season. That's extremely exciting to me. Uh, if I had to pick one, gun to my head, I mean, this team did a whole lot of good stuff without Timo Meyer on it and without Connor Hallbuck. But I think going into the playoffs. If we don't have Meyer, I still think we beat the Rangers. Um, and maybe we beat Carolina with Hollabuck. I think I'd probably go with the goalie. He's the most important position on the ice. He's the one that's going to play the most minutes. And I would probably go with Hollabuck, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Big I got to agree with that. You know, question, it's, it's a right? tough call. The Schmidt yeah. problem. That's the big problem. We don't know what we have. We may have our guy in the future. Sure. We just don't. But, you know. but here's the thing. If we go in the next season with Vanacek and Schmidt, I think we all can agree. We know what we have with Vanacek, right? He's going to play very good for three quarters of the season. And it, towards the end, his numbers are going to kind of come down and come playoff time. You can't count on him. I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. That's kind of been his M.O. in his career. Schmidt is a big unknown, but he's still very young. And I think putting him behind a guy like Hollabuck, where you still give him 30 starts a year, or, you know, 25 starts a year, that could be great for his uh, his uh, career. It could really do wonders for Schmidt. I think throwing Schmidt in, he could end up being the guy. I mean, absolutely. But the last thing I want to do is have a great regular season, go into the playoffs, and just have this position that's not as strong as the rest of the team cost us a playoff series. And I don't think you have that with Connor Hollebuck. I think it gives you certainty back there with this team, with how good this team is, how well this team plays defense, how well this team can score. I just think having a guy back there where he's not going to have to face 40-plus shots a night like he does a lot of nights in Winnipeg, he's going to face 20 to 30 shots a night. I just think he would be doing – his numbers will be even better with New Jersey. Uh, I just – that's how I feel. Bob, what do you think? 
about his numbers being better in Jersey? Or just well, no. Would you rather have Meyer or, or Halba? You know, I think in my mind, it would almost be better if, if we got him and then extended him for like four years of that crazy money, which kind of opens up the future uh, quicker for a guy like Schmidt, who hopefully wouldn't be in the package. Um, it got gun to my head. I don't know. Like, I really want to keep Meyer. And I, I really understand the value that Meyer is going to bring. And for, as far as Vanacek goes, we talk about his MO, but reality is he, he's had a very short career so far. Last year was his first real crack as a starter. He proved that in the regular season. Um, playoffs were a disaster for the number of goals that he put up per game. Uh, even Fitzgerald will tell you that that had a lot to do with our defense, the way we played in front of him. Yeah, okay, but... Still, at least one or two of those a night were his his fault. But I'm not ready to say that he's done. That Vanacek's done. I, I mean, mid year we were all you know chanting B Tech, B Tech. I, I can do not. I don't mean to interrupt you real quick, but I do not think Vanacek is done. So let me just change the question. Do you think you can win a Stanley Cup with V Tech Vanacek? I do, based on what I've seen from other okay. teams winning. However, I think we have a much better chance of winning that cup with a goaltender like Hollebuck. But again, it's just, unfortunately, I'm looking at the cap numbers right now, not in total. But I mean, yeah, at some point, you're running out of $9 million players. And if we're now also, up by the time because of this, or... You know, oh, these are, these are, are things that, yeah. I these mean, are things that Fitzgerald's going to have to figure out. Well, you know, you have and, to... And, and there, I would trust him, because again, trades right. can happen too. I just came on the last show and said, look, I'm not bashing Palat anymore. I'm going to expect more from him, and I think he's going to be a much better devil this year. But the reality is, that is a $6 million winger that we could probably do without if we if we could move, even if we ate a little bit of that money. There's guys we yeah. can bring up, not that I don't like them, but in order to get a hullabuck in here. So if you're taking, you know, basically if you're taking Vanacek's 3.4 out of here and Palat's $6 million out of here, at least for a year or two, right? Filling it with Foots and Mercers, there's your nine million, and nothing yeah. changes. The only thing that changes is now you got a better goalie. Then we're talking, doesn't, but we just can't see all this happening yet. Doesn't Palat have a no trade clause? I don't know. I believe he I think, think he does. So, Tony, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, uh, regardless, like we said, if, if this is something that Fitzgerald believes is going to be the best thing for this team, and we can lock up our core guys. Uh, I mean, really, if you look at the core guys, who's really left that isn't locked up long-term, other than Meyer, which we know is going to get done, and he's technically still on the team, it's just Mercer, right? I mean, he's really the main guy. Yeah, I mean, assuming, you know, let's say we sign Timo, right? Right. And Mercer, we really don't have to deal with for another year, so just leave that right. off the table for right now. Maybe the cap goes up and all that. So let's say we sign Meyer. Now, we know this core that we have. If we don't bring back any of the, like the McLeods and whatever, like, sucks, but is it small price to pay for what you're talking about? Probably, right? Yeah. Because look at look at the guys we got locked up. We got four 30, 40-goal scorers all locked yeah. up, centers straight down the line, a defensive core that's young and only going to get better every year. So we could be up against the cap for the next eight years. That's fine because we're probably going to be winning like crazy. It's so going to lose a couple people, but like I said, I'm kind of with you, Chris. If we could fit him in, if the GM says we could fit him in, he's just in. too good, right? I mean, he's just that freaking good. Yeah. 
And tell them what were you just going to say? And the cap is going to go up a little bit, you know, coming up. Yeah, next year a million, yeah. and they are talking like within the next four years or so, uh, anywhere from like four or five million more. So that does open things up. And I mean, but you look at a team like Toronto, Still right? Make Which money. is about to, to make money. Yeah, but you look at a team like Toronto, who is about to sign Austin Matthews to a ridiculous extension. They're talking like thirteen, fourteen yeah. a year. I mean, that's where you really handcuff your fucking team. You know, when you got to pay a dude, one dude, $14 million out of an $82 million salary cap. That's a lot of freaking money. Um, You know, I think where, especially when you look at how we've locked up these young, great players like Hughes and Heischer, I think, man, I... Yeah, maybe the long-term plan with the Devils was, you know, going into the last year, like, play meaningful hockey, maybe you get into the playoffs. This year would be a playoff experience. Next year, maybe a little bit further. The year after, you're really contending for a Stanley Cup. Like, four years from now, you're really pushing for a cup. You get Connor Hollebuck in here with the team that, how this team popped last year, you're ready for a Stanley Cup two to three years earlier. You know, maybe it shortens our window a little bit. But it's going to open that window a lot quicker, is my point. Maybe we don't get eight years of elite play and cup runs every year. Maybe we only get six. I can live with that. Just one is all I want. Just one more. Until we win that, then I want another one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but let's, uh, you know, and, and to go to show you, like, I have odds here from the Action Network. Uh, I couldn't get any odds. They don't have anything posted for Metropolitan. But we have Stanley Cup odds and Eastern Conference odds. So we'll go over those real quick. <clears throat> Who do you guys think is favorite right now to win the Stanley Cup Vegas. next year? Vegas. Vegas is number four. And there is one, two, three, four, five teams in front of them because there's two tied at second place and three tied at third place. So Vegas comes in at four at a plus 1,300. Hmm. Anyone else want to take a shot at it? How about the Stars? They get any love? The stars get uh, eighth place at plus sixteen hundred. What's putting Toronto up there? Maybe Florida or Carolina? Toronto. So Toronto's number two. Yeah, I figured they're tied. Here's like I I don't understand how Toronto and and Edmonton they're tied at two at plus one thousand. That's the The favorites. Canadian vote. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Colorado is number one. They're at plus 800 to win the cup. Toronto and Edmonton are tied at second with plus 1,000. At plus 1,200, we have the Bruins, the Hurricanes, and the Devils, all tied at number three. Number four is Vegas Knights at 13. Number five is the New York Rangers at 1,400. Number six, number six tied three, three-way tie for number six is Florida, Tampa Bay, and Dallas all at 1,600, plus 1,600. So we're right there with the best odds to win the cup. Uh, Eastern Conference, to win the Eastern Conference, we have Toronto and Carolina are tied at number one with plus 600. The Bruins, the Panthers, and the Devils are tied at two at plus 650 to win the East. The Rangers come in at plus 700, the Lightning at plus nine, Buffalo and the Islanders coming in at plus 1,800. What a Florida season so, this year. 
Florida teaches you. I'm sorry. Florida taught us this year that this all means <laughs> you just never fucking know. Sure. <laughs> At the end of the day. But, you know, I mean, uh, we weren't even in this conversation this no. time last year. So that just goes to show you just how impressive this team was and how much the NHL doesn't think that this was a fluke. You know, the 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 people that make these odds, Vegas knows something, you know, and and – you know, you, I always go back to, like, the Vikings and shit. They won 13 games last year, but everybody knew that that was a fucking fluky 13 games. They weren't as good as that. Nobody's saying that about this team. They are as good as this record, as good as they were last year. Well, I think that's that's true. Like, th- those things are not very good predictively, but they are do show you a level of, the current level of respect for all these teams. I think some of it's misplaced with some of the... What's that? I'm surprised where they have Vegas on there. It really surprises me. Yeah, and I'm surprised that Dallas is as low as they are. I'm surprised that Rangers are as high as they are. Uh, I feel like they have a lot of problems that, you know, they're just getting worse this year coming up than than last year. Uh, So, you know, I don't agree with it 100%. But, it it, you know, and I'm sure there's some people who could look at it and go, oh, it's, it's wrong with the Devils, but... I tend to think it's it's pretty accurate. I mean, if anything, Devils fans are going to say, "Hey, wait! They're especially if the offseason moves go the way we want, they're poised to, you know, be tied for uh, even money to to win the conference and perhaps the league." And you know, at some point, it it almost is too close to call. So why do you bother? But it is interesting that last year, nobody would mention the Devils to do anything other than not make the playoffs again. And that's about it. You know, maybe they'll make the playoffs this year. That would have been the the prop bet going into this season. Not uh, not will they win their their conference and will they win uh, the cup? You know, and that's that's that pretty cool. Problem. The same thing we kind of talk about. It's like it's not that they weren't totally disrespected last year, but everyone was saying, well, who they're bumping out. Remember that was kind of the right. big thing. Yeah, they're getting better, True. but who they bumping out? And True. now people are going to say that, and they're going to look at us and say, well, you're not bumping out New Jersey. Like they're right, going right. to make the playoffs, right. so who who's going to get in? Right. This was the first year that I slept through the draft lottery. Uh, when the, the balls, I was like, ah, it doesn't you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> doesn't matter. They're really not involved. Yeah. yeah. To, Toronto is surprising to me at tied at second. Yeah. Plus yeah. a thousand. Like what? Why? Why is Toronto favorite to win I, the cup? I, I don't know. I, I because they finally won a round. Now we got to give it to them. Now they know how to win. You know. It's I mean, more, well, they're due. They're due, Chris. It's been a long time. It's, I mean, I don't think that Vegas goes by that kind of logic, but there's got to be something that they see in, in Toronto that they're they're putting this line on it. I just don't see it with that team. But Toronto did do a lot, remember. They did make a lot of changes this year. I think they're a much better team than they have been the last few years. Um, you know, I, I, you're right. I, I mean, they're kind of ranked a little high, but I guess I'm not totally surprised because I think that was one of the busiest teams during the, the deadline. This yeah, year. I mean, they picked up a lot of guys, but are they going to be able to keep Ryan O'Reilly? I doubt it. Are they going to be able to keep William, gone. A couple guys, William right? Nylander? I doubt it. They, yeah. You know, who's their goalie? I, I just, if I don't know. If there's a logic it, in this, maybe they're looking at teams that were, you know, caught by surprise by the Florida buzzsaw and giving them a pass. Like, that's not going to happen again. You know, like that's why right. Boston's up uh, and that's why Toronto's looking good uh, on this list. Maybe that's the logic behind it all. Now, will they become and you know, you know, afraid to go to eventually as an as age, like you're a free agent because the expect the media there. It's like kind of like being a Yankee right now, right? Like you used to, yeah. oh, everybody used to want to go to the Yankees. Now you're kind I of. I mean, Tor- with Toronto? Yeah, with Toronto. Yeah, so yeah like Toronto's a huge pressure there, right? 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys. Yeah, but you're right. A lot of guys don't want to go there for that specific reason. I mean, the, the media is really, really brutal. And if you're not doing good, man, you're and and from what I hear, like they're not even they, there's just no quarter with these fuckers. They just go after you. They'll go after your family. They'll go after everything about you. Follow you around right. everywhere you go. A lot well, of that's the thing too. Like everybody in the city, too. they know your face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is not true with hockey in most cities, especially in America. Um, you know, I would say most New York Rangers walking around the city won't get a second look. They, yeah. Most of the people who would say they're fans probably don't even know who the, these guys are. Well, the expectations are so high, and that's why I compared them to the Yankees, because, you know, as, well, and for different reasons, because Toronto's expectations are so high because they've lost for so long now. And, yeah. you know, in New York, obviously, there was a bunch of championships you're expected to win every year. But uh, I think if you're a free agent now, do you say to yourself, man, the hype, it's so much. Pr- you're going in there and basically... If you don't win, you're kind of the, the joke of, you know, what's, yeah. and that's what it's turned into. I, I, it's kind of interesting because Toronto is a very, you know, I mean, a historic organization. And on the opposite end, I mean, that is one of the things fans, uh, players have loved about New Jersey, man. Like, they can mm-hmm. literally, Down I mean, you're, you're living in the suburbs when you're in Jersey. You know, no one's living in Newark, you know what I mean, or Hoboken maybe. But, yeah, they get to just kind of go about their lives, get recognized a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's Charm life. Yeah, and that does go a long way. You know, they want to raise families. They want to have fucking lives. They don't want to be under a microscope 24-7. Some guys love it, you know, and they go to New York and they, to play for the Yankees or the Toronto or the Canadians or the Rangers. Those are all, you know, Montreal's just as bad. Oh, yeah. Um, you're good, you know, depending on where you're, where you're coming from. I know mm-hmm. that uh, Very true. Go, go, Gomer hated playing in Montreal. He wasn't good there, and they fucking were brutal. Um you know, to the point that he couldn't even put pick the newspaper up anymore. He just, you know. And I was going to mention Yeah, but, you know, it's funny that he wanted to go to the New York, right? <laughs> right. He wanted to go there. Yeah, exactly. So, we gotta, I, can I ask one more question on the Hellbuck before sure. we move on? Just, I'm curious about the groups. Like, if you had the chance to, say, take them as in a most likely rental, you had to give up a decent package, but you have them for next year because you're, you're going to go all in for next year. Um, let's say it does not include Schmid, though, right? That's the caveat. So it could have Holtz and a roster player, and who knows? Just in general, would you be willing to even entertain, hey, I'll take Hellebuck for a year, lose Vanacek, and worry about it the year later, or is that too much for you guys? Okay, so you're saying as a rental. Do so you give up? In trade. He's just going to say, he'll accept right. the trade. Yeah, I'll but... finish my last year in New Jersey, and then we'll talk. Right. All right, so but we have to give uh, Holt, Sharon Govich, and Vanacek. At least, yes. Probably I'm a pick okay in with there it. too, but yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm not I'm giving okay up Schmidt it. to do that deal, uh, but uh, Vanacek is something I would seriously consider, especially if you think you can, you know, maybe get him to sign longer term after the one year. Why not? You know, I mean, if there's no shot at it, just a pure rental, and we know he's not sticking around after that, even less likely. But um, and I don't want to give up Schmidt. To uh, for a one year rental. If I have yeah. to give up Schmid, I'm not going to like it, no matter what. But um, I, I think uh, you know it would have to be for a longer term deal than that. Right, which is why I keep saying you know Schmid was out of it. I agree. I think gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You take for the year, and you know that's maybe you convince him during the year, and then you know you realize, hey, you know what, I can come down off my nine million dollar perch and be part right. of this team for a long time. So I, I would. Definitely, you come. I think we're you built come, for that. come within an come within an ass hair of winning the cup, and right. just you know, you know, he says, you know what, I want another crack at it. 
or or you win the cup. Is this better. a likely he scenario? Says, I want too. Do you think that he's gonna he's gonna scenario. no he's probably gonna get what he wants, which is a longer term deal, right, from somebody? Well. I, I mean, I'm sure he would be happy with going into unrestricted free agency next year and testing the market. I'm sure he would be okay sure with that. Being but on our team next year either. I don't think that Fitzgerald would do that for a That's rental a for one year. I could be wrong, but I, I I don't know if he would. Not for a guy for yeah, one year. That's a logical thing to do, but as right. a fan who wants a cup, you know what that is. You know what I mean. You know what that is. What That's is that? a New York Ranger move. It kind of is. Okay. Yeah. That's a New York Ranger move. So, uh, but but then again, if if I had to do it, if it was an option, I, I think I would take it. See, I wouldn't. If I wasn't that. going to affect the product on the ice this season, which you're not, because if you get rid of Holtz and you get rid of, let's say, Sharon Govich and Vanacek, and you're replacing him with Connor Hollebuck, I don't think you lose any production. What about you, Tom? What do you think? I wouldn't do it for the rental because I think we have three players that you just mentioned with. Uh, with Holtz, you know, Sharon Govich even, and especially uh, Schmidt, is that we have three well, no, guys Schmidt's not in very... the deal. Schmidt's not in the deal. We're not getting rid of Schmidt, with no matter what. You have three very good players you're giving up, and I think with the, you know, Holtz, I criticize Holtz because I have not been impressed so far, but we, he may, we don't know what we have there, Stone. He's another one. I just think it's too much to give up for a rental, I, and I'm already... I get what you're saying. Maybe we can get more in another deal with those three players, right? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? They're, they're worth more than just one year? Yeah, I think for the one-year thing. As I'm already kind of worried about the – I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to lock up Meyer, but it's still I wish we would have had him, you know, get him on a contract before. So, I mean, you know, I don't know about the rental. I don't think I would do it. I, I think with this team and him in there, I, I do think that they, with Hallbuck, they have a legitimate shot to win a cup, and I think if that's the end game and you believe you could do it, do it. Sure. Do it. And again, because our, our even, package was hypothetical. You know, it, it could be right. Sharon Govich be taking a pick. It doesn't have to be Holmes right. as well. Like, who and, knows and what it would be? I just think that you're not losing enough. You're not giving up so much that if you come short to winning a cup with Hollabuck and he walks next year and goes signs with fucking, you know, L.A. for $11 million a year, I don't think that that sets us back at all. Right. I, my- I mean... My point is we are so deep in the prospect pool, given where our parent organization is in talent, that we could afford to give up some of that. And, yeah, it sucks to kind of lose the prospects, but sometimes you just do take a gamble and go for it, especially if you're saying, hey, this doesn't mean we're not getting him. It just means... He's got to like it here. I don't know. It means we might, Just yeah, tonight. we might get him. We might not. You're flipping a coin, and I would be okay with a coin flip on that. Um, I would. But do you guys, real quick, before we jump into uh, what the you know the, the topic of today, uh, do you guys, as far as any free agents that are going to be. Coming around July 1st, do you guys have any, not just for the Devils, but anybody you think is going to go anywhere or no? Like, I, I think that Barbashev is going to leave Vegas. I really do. And I have a feeling he's oh, going like to end Florida. up with the Rangers. I think he's going to wind up in Florida, actually. Uh, I, I, I think the Rangers are going to make a big push for him. And I think they'll overpay for him. Because that's what they so, do, right? They do. Kinda, yeah. 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 So, do you guys have anybody? I've been so focused on, on our particular team and the fact that I don't see anybody else big coming in because of some very interesting discussions we just had. Right. Um, 
no, I, I don't know yet, but uh, I'll be following it more. I'll have a better answer yeah, next it, week or two. And that's the thing. We haven't heard any hype at all. I mean, I know we're not supposed to talk about, you know, they're not supposed to talk to each other until July 1st, but you know that they do. You know everybody's talking to everybody else, and people have a good idea come July 1st exactly where they're going to go and what their contracts are going to look like well before that. I'm just curious, since we haven't heard any buzz I'm just wondering who Tom Fitzgerald has his eye on because there's got to be people out there, even you know maybe taking a flyer on an older defenseman just to get him in here or something like that. I, I mean, he's gonna do something. You'd have to think so. Yeah, I'm sure definitely he's got. I, I'm gonna be interested if we try to grab a pick. I don't. I don't know if we will though. A first round. I I, I, I I thought that we might, but the more I keep looking and seeing, kind of like we talked about the Connor Hollebuck thing kind of gained steam and stuff like that. I don't think he's going to press for a first-round pick. I really don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Um, but I'm sure he's going to pull something. I'm sure we're going to grab – I told you I would like to – I'm looking more into it this week too. I'd like to grab someone like Gudis for this team for next year. Um, a great pickup. Yeah, that's – It would be a great pickup. And But, what, you know, again, what kind of money is he looking for? What kind of term is he looking for? Uh, that could be something. I think the other defenseman that we talked about was uh, was it Shea Weber, right? We talked a little mm-hmm. bit about him, possibly. Uh, another dude. And, you know, I know I, I shit all over Ekman Larson um, when he got cut from Vancouver and they bought him out. But is he a guy that you can bring in for maybe a million, a million and a half to have him kind of prove himself if he wants to get back into earning some big money? Is that a guy that maybe... If you believe he can turn it around and not be a piece of poop like he was the last few seasons, um, I'm just saying. Uh, I do, you know. There's a, there's a couple of guys out there that Agudis would absolutely fucking love. I, I think that that brings. If you had him and Timo Meyer in the same team, Palat, some of these other physical guys, I just think you are going to send a message to other teams. And you know, Tone, you mentioned it the last show. Uh, guys are going to try and have their way with Brat and Hughes and Heesher, the smaller guys. I mean, I, I go back to that Florida game in Florida when Matthew Kachuk fucking mugged Nico Heesher. Fucking nobody did anything. Yep. He was in center ice. Nico was fucking down on all fours covering his face, and Matthew Kachuk was beating on him like a fucking rented mule, and nobody did anything. Yep. And that nobody was... even asked him nicely to please stop. That would have been better than what the fuck they did, which Looking was back nothing. on it, uh, you know, as far as key games in the year that maybe are predictive of where your team's going and where, it, you know, it's fallen short, what a big game that was in retrospect, right? Like, yeah. you know, you saw uh, Florida taking the initiative, you know, um, being – rough and nasty and he saw the devils unable to respond with that and and you know that's become playoff time they didn't match up against each other uh you know this is where the devil's weakness was and that's where florida's strength was so and that's also something that if we don't fix that problem yes then with or without connor hollebuck you're not going to win a stanley cup i know honestly i feel like um it's a bigger problem than the goaltending like and i I, agree I, i i am don't get me wrong. I totally agree with you when you say it's come playoffs. Goaltending is the most important position, and you make a lot of good reasons why we should, you know, go the extra mile and get Hellebuck. But I feel like um, I'm thinking about some of the games, and you know, I think Bobby was talking about earlier about you know was Vanacek to blame or not? Fitzgerald, maybe some of the goals. I'm telling you this: Hellebuck is not winning us a series the way we played against Carolina. They're just they're, he's not going to win that series. Um, so I feel like 
The main problem we had was uh, size, toughness, and defensive responsibility, defensive system. Um, if we took care of those things, um, who's to say that we would, quote-unquote, need Hellbook? Now, this can be a, a confusing thing to, to say because then it sounds like, oh, you don't want Hellbook. No, I do. <laughs> you know, like Because if you fix those other things, what Hellbook can do as a proven you know, uh, winner, uh, it, it, he could do a lot more for you than question marks. You know, and so I think we do want to make that move definitely. But when you rank our team's needs, it is probably not even second. I think, uh, you know, uh, size toughness and then also like a better defensive system, which is going to be evolving with all the new players. You know, I, 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 I don't think you're wrong at all. I, I mean, you're 100% right. The, we said it from, you know, even on that 13 game win streak, we were discussing the size of this team and what was going to happen yeah. come playoff time. Everything they're doing now, what's what happens in the playoffs? Teams make sure that they, they do their best to eliminate your best players. The ice shrinks. What's going to happen? And we absolutely have to address those things. And um, that's another thing. Are you Is he looking at somebody like a Max Domi or a Tyler Bertuzzi or somebody like that? You know, if you think about if you could possibly, like if you're saying we have to go into, if 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 we can get Gudis and Bertuzzi and have Meyer locked up, I then and, and or Halibuck, I'm gonna take those three guys exactly. and run it with Schmidt. Absolutely. Right. I mean if that's my choice. If if I could also get Halibuck, of course I would. I'm not saying that we right. don't need Connor Halibuck no matter what. Absolutely. If not. something happens and in November on opening night, Connor Hollebuck is in net, Gudis is our on our first pairing D or even any pairing D, and Tyler Bertuzzi is playing on a line with Timo Meyer and, and Jack Hughes, I swear to fucking God I will be doing backflips and just give Tom Fitzgerald the GM of the fucking century for that. Could you imagine that freaking team with all those guys on it? That's basically the wish list with every single, you know, wish checked off there. I don't know if that's likely because you're asking a lot there, but... um, (laughs) Can't afford it. I would love it. I mean... We don't have that much room. The thing is, we're not going to... without right. Without boostering up the the toughness, we are... Put it like this, Vegas would have annihilated us in the Mm -hmm. playoffs, I believe. Yeah, um, Florida I mean, probably would have got the, you know we would have had injuries like you wouldn't believe. Um, well, I think that you can actually happen. you can actually compare apples to apples when it comes to what would Vegas have done to a, a not so physical team that had Connor Hollebuck in net. They beat Winnipeg yes, in five did. fucking games. Exactly. So you he know, could not yes, save this, them. <laughs> this, he couldn't save them. He's right. a unbelievable goalie, but the physicality has got to be there, and it's you know it doesn't have to. Be an entire team. We don't have to. Be, we're not the Broad Street Bullies of 1975. No. No. You know, we're a not even saying guys. that it changes the character of this team from being fast and, and uh, you know scoring. Right. That's not what we're talking about at all. We're just talking about those guys who come up huge uh, with size and toughness in a game where it matters to play off. And I, I think we have that in Timo Meyer right now. Yes. There's one piece, yes. but we need more. We I need more. Recipe, it can't just right? be Timo. The recipe is what? toughness. The recipe is toughness. The talent, obviously, the guys like Timo and them, um, goaltending, and then you got to be able to figure out the LTR how to with, with Tampa the way they did it in Vegas. You got to get a little money off the, you know, you put someone on the. Injured you can goals. only do that if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> you know, but if you look at that though, you got Vegas who, I mean, they were over because of that. 
Uh, Tampa was the yeah. same with Kucherov and them. So, you know, we got to get one of those little deals going. That's like, that seems to be the recipe to win in the I heard a lot of people bitching about all that and stuff. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, everybody voted on it. Everybody agreed. Happens, the players yeah. union agreed. The owners agreed. It's just, if you go on long-term IR, that money becomes fucking dead money. And you can use it to go sign another player. It makes sense. Nobody, everybody bitches about it when it benefits the opposition, but nobody wants to get rid of it because they know eventually they might have to use it. So right, and if you um, didn't have but, the injuries, you feel like, oh, I didn't get to cash in my insurance policy. It sucks for me. Right, but right. you know, look at and Carolina. Some, and, these GMs you know. are like, well, he may not play, and get the fuck out of here. Look, <laughs> you know? uh, Mark Stone may right. never fucking play again uh, for what this guy did this year. And he sacrificed his body after back surgery, a major back surgery. They're saying that there's no way he's playing 82 games next year. He's going to be in and out of the lineup. Um, So, you know, this guy paid the ultimate price, you know. He he fucking, playing the way he did, it does take its toll. How about Kachuk? I mean, really, I mean, he was like the star of the playoffs. And uh, he got crushed, basically, in that that last uh, series. And, you know... I, rendered ineffectual, and it, I don't know if he's got long-term issues from this. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a Stanley Cup final that had more injuries to these guys? Like, just seeing two teams as beaten up as these two were? I know, I don't remember. It's kind of crazy, because the NHL has made so many moves to make it smaller, faster. Right. Uh, they wanted to eliminate the clutching and grabbing. They wanted to even try to eliminate, like, head injury-type hits, crushing hits. But yet, somehow, we got more injuries. I don't... I, I think there's an explanation there. I'm not quite sure about, like, why this style of play is leading to injuries that nobody foresaw. You're right. But, yeah, I mean, that would definitely be the devil's wish list. And since we're, we're running all the time, let's hop on to something else real quick. So, we know pretty much 90, 95% chance that we are definitely going to have two open roster spots come next year. Tomas Tatar... And uh, Miles Wood aren't going to be here. Um, I really doubt it. So, you know, we'd love to fill one of those guys, you know, one of those spots with Tyler Bertuzzi or Max Domi or somebody like that. But if we don't fill those spots, I just want to go over four dudes that I took from Utica that I want to discuss. And I want, we've seen some of these guys. um, We haven't seen a lot of them. So we, unless you're watching Utica Comic Games every night, we aren't really familiar. So just off a scouting report, the little bit that you guys know about them, who in this lineup, out of these four dudes, could you see pulling a Dawson Mercer and basically coming into training camp and making sure that there's no way in hell you're getting sent down? I mean, remember two years ago, that training camp, that spot was Holtz. It was a foregone conclusion that Holtz was taking that spot. And Dawson Mercer said, no, I don't think so. I'm just going to play my ass off and show you how good I can be. So uh, so to that, uh, the first guy I want to start with is a guy that we've seen a bunch of times, and that's Alexander Holtz. So Alex Holtz, um, let's see, six foot. 192 pounds this year with Utica. I only have their Utica stats because even though he played a lot up here, or at least he was riding the bench up here a lot, 14 games played. He had six goals, five assists for 11 points. He was a minus five. Um, I will read a little bit about his scouting report. With the Devils, he uh, he played 19 games, three goals, one assist. Thanks, Tone. Um, Alexander Holtz 
has been an important player on the international stage. He played on the Swedish teams at the Hinkska Gretzky Cup, scoring two goals and seven points in five games, winning silver. Holtz played at the U-17 World Hockey Challenge, scoring four goals, eight points in six games, took home a bronze. He also appeared at the 2019 IIHF Under-18 World Champions, scored four goals, seven points in seven games, and they won the gold. Um, so it says here, let me get to that. Holtz is a decent skater, but this is not a standout area of his game. His first few steps and his acceleration are merely decent. His top end speed is also best described as adequate. Holtz is not slow and he can keep up with the play, but he is not a speedster like many of the other top prospects in the draft. However, Holtz can still be elusive. His edge work and agility are very good, and he can use these to w- make to make quick cuts to avoid defenders. He is also strong on his skates, able to fight through checks, and can get to the front of the net as well as battle win battles along the board. He's a pure sniper. Says he has an outstanding wrist shot, lightning quick release. He also has an excellent slap shot and one timer. Holtz even has a good backhand. He has quick hands to change the angle of his release before firing the puck fooling goaltenders. He can also get in front of the net, scoring goals with his quick hands, excellent hand-eye coordination. He can get tips and bang in rebounds. He has all the tools necessary to score goals at the NHL level. Make smart plays with and without the puck. He has a shoot-first mentality, but he also has the vision and passing skills to find open teammates and create scoring chances. He's able to create, control the puck down low, create space for his teammates, and get open. A um, little bit about his defensive game. His defensive game is a bit of a work in progress. He is willing to work hard in helping on the back check and playing physical. However, he needs to get stronger to really make an impact when playing against men. Holtz can also work on his positioning as he has a tendency to overcommit and chase the puck a bit. His work ethic uh, is right there, so with good coaching he can improve this aspect of his game. So that's pretty good scouting report on Alex Holtz. And, you know, Bobby, I know you honestly believe wholeheartedly this guy has a place on this team, right? Yes, I do. Uh, in fact, as it stands right now, I have him penciled into the lineup. I've got a couple guys coming up. That's just the way I feel this roster is going to go with the signings that they're doing. Um, the only reason I'm not fully committing uh, to him in his spot is because I do think it is very likely that the Devils could actually pursue Hellebuck. And if they do, I believe Holt to be one of the centerpieces of that deal. But as of right now, I do have him penciled in, and I have him penciled in for a big role in the top six, where I think wow. he would actually flourish. And, um, you know, he had a weird year last year. Not too many games in the AHL. Um, games with us was in and out. I think he was hurt a little bit, too, because he didn't play many AHL games at all. The year before was his great AHL year, you know, 51 points. You know, however many games they play, like 55, 50-something games, whatever they do. Um, 63. I'm not saying he's an elite next-level guy. I'm saying, and I've said this many times on the show, um, there's a place for him, especially as this roster is constituted, with all those top guys we got in the top six slash nine. He can, he can flourish on a top-line role with this team next year. Any you guys have any thoughts on Holtz? I think he'll be traded. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Must I, such a fucking, yeah. such a mush. I you think you be traded, Bobby. Bob just made this like really well thought out. 
point on on <laughs> fucking Alex Holtz, and you just went, he'll be traded. You know what it is, man? He's, well, he's, you're a, not... chip. he's a chip, right? Right now, someone right. really is thinking this guy. The Devils haven't tapped him the right way. You know, this is. I think this is a guy you can move and get a nice uh, piece for him. Well, definitely, we definitely could be for him. Yeah, he could be part yeah. of the package. You guys don't disagree. I think even Bobby said that. It's like, if there's a Hellebuck deal, he's probably going to be part of it. And that's yeah. true. He's got value there. It, you know, look, his star was ascending, and he, he did run into uh, maybe injury problems and other problems last year. You don't like to see a prospect fall off, and he did. You know, so he started off great, though. Remember, first goal of the season. Yeah, that was that yeah. was great. And uh, then after that, he you know, it. he did. And uh, you know, um, is it possible he's making this team and doing well? Like Bobby says, I think it's very possible. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, it t- totally is. Um, first of all, like you said when you intro this whole thing, is we're kind of hoping we're watching Bertuzzi play and Holtz didn't even get a shot. Uh, That's right. Know, so that you know, there's that. Uh, but it, if it turns out that you know we don't get everything we wish for, I think uh, he could take advantage of this shot. <laughs> what are the odds? I honestly think it's like fifty-fifty. So many yeah. of these guys, they, they you know they they have one rough year, they come back strong. So it's very possible. And a lot of guys, you know, they. They have this promise, and they never, ever make it. And and that could be the story of Holtz, too. So we don't really know. I've always called Alex Holtz like Pavel Zaka light. He just seems like a guy that should be so much better than he is. Um, I I like Bobby's optimism. And that's like your one guy on... You know this list of four that like you're backing. Like I have that guy too, so I'll get to him. I'm backing more. Um, Oh, okay. I'm under the same dude. So number. Yeah, I was gonna say like Zaka was actually if he turns out like Zaka, that's pretty good way to go because Zaka had a good year at Boston. Yes. After leaving, you know, absolutely. He definitely needed the change of scenery. Right. Um, The second guy, Tyce Thompson. Drafted in 2019 by New Jersey, round four, 196th overall. Uh, this season in Utica, he played 56 games. He had seven goals, 19 assists for 26 points. He was a minus 10. He's 6'1". He's 175 pounds. Uh, been in the league now three years. Um, this is a very short scouting report on him. It was tough to find a lot of stuff on him. Says his father, Brent, was an NHL defenseman, while his older brother, Tage, preceded him to the big league. So he owns excellent pedigree, is a natural point producer at lower levels, owns a projectable frame, although not nearly as big as his siblings, but could stand to add more bulk and get physically stronger in order to maximize output at the highest level. Long-range potential, talented forward with some upside. So does Tace Thompson do anything for you guys? Uh, Hmm. He's, no, he's <laughs> for me, he's the guy that comes up and fills, you know, like the 13th forward spot, maybe fills in a little bit here and there. He's a fine player. I'm looking, I constantly look at our roster, how it's constructed, where there's no room, and I can see him being that extra guy or not at all. Yeah, I kind of feel the exact same way with him. Um, the little bit that we've seen him never didn't do anything to really impress me. So, yeah. He'll be that guy that fills in, um, or he'll be part of a Connor Hollabuck deal. Uh, do you guys have anything to add on Tace Thompson, or should I mean, we just move in? Or I'll why is he his brother? All, yeah, all these guys, <laughs> I look at them in, in the, through the lens of uh, what we need on the team. 
and yeah. it, none of them are like checking those boxes. So right. I'm, I'm like, right. who cares? It's hopefully he fills in if we need him to, but he's right. not on the wish list for the type of player he is. Like I said, I only have one guy on this list that I think fits the boxes, uh, or at least has the potential to. But the third guy on the list is Graham Clark, 5'11", 172 pounds. Um, this uh, I have one listed at six foot, one listed at five eleven. So he's probably five eleven. Uh, this year, in he had played sixty eight games down in Utica for twenty five goals, thirty three assists, fifty eight points, a plus eighteen. He was drafted third round, eightieth overall by the Devils. Um, I'll just read a quick blurb and then go in a little bit into a scouting report here. Ottawa 67's right winger Graham Clark played his minor league AAA with the Toronto Marlboros during the 2016-17 season, scored 82 goals and 54 assists in 51 games. So that's a lot of fucking goals. He combined for 67 goals in 35 regular season and playoff games in Bantam AAA with the Ottawa Senators. Um, Graham is a goal scorer. He possesses one of the better shots in this year's class, is very accurate, has pace, and he seems to be able to get it off from anywhere at any time on the ice. He's a very good skater when at full stride and should improve as he gets stronger. He is very creative with the puck and has good offensive instincts as the puck always seems to find him on the ice. He's a smart offensive player that doesn't put himself in bad positions. That's his scouting report. What do you guys think of Graham Clark? I've been talking. I like Graham Clark. I've been talking yeah. about him for a while. I think, and uh, you know, you know, he's 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 only 22 years old. Um, I could definitely picture him on the on the roster next year, and he's funny. I think he'd be like one of those guys in ten years when we talk about a devil, you know, a name on the cup. You're like, oh shit, Clark. Hey, we gotta do this for you ten know? years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, this is a guy. I think that he deserves. Yeah. It. And they bought him up last year, um, mid season. I was surprised they didn't put him in. I mean, he just basically sat and watched, and you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that we definitely see him in the lineup next year. I, I mean, Graham Clark. To me, is a guy that could possibly fix Phil Tomas Tatar's role. Um, you know, kind of give you what what Tatar gave you as far as production goes. Um, I have not seen enough of Graham Clark to make any kind of like actual prediction on him. I don't even think I've ever seen him play at all. So, I mean, he hasn't been up with this team, right? I mean, on the no, ice, just, no, just never, right? Yeah, I don't think I've seen him play. But I mean, from his numbers are fucking ridiculous. Even that now in Triple A is crazy. Dan, what about you? I know most of what I know about him from Tony going on about him. You know, Tony's been very hot on him, and I, I take that as a good thing. Um, he does seem like the kind of guy who could be explosive. So if we got to bring somebody up and you know say, can they be more than just serviceable? He looks like the best option that we've talked about so far. So that makes it an exciting thing to have him as part of the, the you know possibly part of the lineup. It's so much of a question mark. He hasn't really had a chance yet. You don't know if a player is going to shine uh, or if they're just not going to be ready for the NHL. So uh, we'll see. You know, he does play a tougher nose game than um, a couple of the others we talked about. So that's cool. Uh, That's something we kind of need. So, yeah, uh, I'm overall pretty positive on him. It sounds sounds like it could work out. What a question mark. I I really want to see him play. Yeah. Um, Bob. 
Yeah, what do you, I really do. I haven't seen him, so I can't wait for preseason. Bob, what do you yeah, think this, about Graham Clark? This guy's Clark? a little different because he's the guy that you can just go to the Utica page and say, oh, he led the team in points. He must be great. But he's also the guy you just don't hear that much about other than that scouting report. Um, I do have him, if depending on how the, the lineup shakes out, as my preferred kind of 13 forward over Tice Thompson. Another one of those roles kind of in and out. He could be very serviceable. But uh, overall, I think I want another year out of him and the minors to see because he just doubled his points output from the year before, which is a great progression, right? But doubling your points is not something you do year over year. So right. um, We all know Chris Kreider is not a 56-goal <laughs> scorer, but he did do it once. Right. I get your and, point. And he's bigger, but he's not the biggest, and he's a right wing, which is pretty locked up with us. So for me, just give me another year to see what he does, maybe a call-up and you know, Makes be part sense. of the team on and off. All right. Um my guy, the guy that I think could possibly take Miles Wood's spot, is Nolan Foot. Hmm. Um, six foot three, one hundred and ninety pounds. He was drafted by Tampa Bay, round one, twenty seventh overall. Um, I'm trying to remember where was he involved with the Blake Coleman, Coleman trade? Coleman it was Coleman right. Trade. Okay, it was a big piece. Uh, he, yeah, played fifty five games um, in Utica this year. Twenty goals, seventeen assists, plus thirty seven. I'm sorry, 37 points plus 27. Um, We saw him a little bit this year. So his report, it says, uh, another member of a famous hockey family, Nolan Foote has spent the last three seasons with the Kelowna Rockets. However, Foote had taken a different route through hockey world than the rest of his his family. Unlike his brother, prospect Cal Foote, and his father Adam Foote, Nolan Foote's a forward. He's a huge goal scorer. His 36 goals were triple his previous season, he finished with 63 points in 66 games, uh, but the Rockets didn't make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. So, his scouting report, skating. Foot skating has improved this season, but there's still a lot of work to do. While his top-end speed is above average, his first few steps and his acceleration still need a bit of work. This means he has some trouble in winning races for loose pucks. However, he is good at keeping up with the rush and getting in on the forecheck. His agility and edge work are decent for his size. He has a, he's a good power forward and good balance. Uh, foot is strong on the puck, and he's very good on board battles and in front of the net. His offensive game is very good size and plays with a blend of skill and power. He has good stick handling and puck protection ability. His size helps him to protect the puck on the cycle and control the puck down low below the hash marks. He keeps the puck moving with smart passes to teammates and then moves to get himself open and take it back. He has an excellent wrist shot, a very quick release. Um, so some other stuff, but his defensive game is very smart defensively. He reads to play well and gets into good positions. He knows how to support the defense down low and battle against the opponent's cycle. He is not afraid to block shots or to take a hit to make a play. He uses his size and long stick effectively, cutting down passing lanes and intercepting passes. He has even been an effective penalty killer for the Rockets. And... Uh, um, that's basically it about Nolan Foot. Uh, like I said, we've seen a little bit of this dude. I like his game. I like the physicality. I like the size. I think he's a guy. If you threw on a line with Michael McLeod, can definitely do some damage. Uh, I would like to see Adam Foot make this team this year. But that's that's my pick. Adam, Foote, what do you guys be, think? Which Adam Foot from the Colorado period? Did I say Adam? <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> Nolan Foot. Damn, we're old. Shit. We got off so on the wrong, wrong foot, you know? Oh, boy. Oh, shit. 
That was a dad joke. They really are showing our age. But his old man was a fucking hell of a player. He was on that Colorado team that beat us in 21. Yep. Uh, Bob, what do you think of Nolan Foote? I think Nolan Foote becomes an NHLer this year and doesn't look back. He makes the team easily. We need everything about what this kid brings, his size, his toughness to play against. Um, me personally, I got a penciled in for a really big role on one of the top two lines, put a little meat yeah. on with Heischer and Got Pat. him in the top six, huh? I do. I do. I think All he's right. going to make it. Yeah, granted, you know, it's, it's rough, so he's going to move around a little bit, but I think as a starting lineup, uh, that looks really good to me, having foot on the left with Heischer and Brat. Give them a little something, a little snarl on that line because we've seen Heischer get pushed around and, and Brat's pretty tiny too. So I well, think maybe, he may- takes off this year. It's not a, it's not just about the goals with this guy. He's a little more consistent than like Graham who like doubled his output and looks really good. Foot's just a little more consistent. Um, we don't need 30 goals out of him. We need his style of play on the right line. Um, so yeah, I think he makes a team and doesn't look back yeah, I, I like Nolan Foot a lot, and he, that physicality is exactly what this team needs. <clears throat> maybe that's what Fitzgerald knows. Maybe he, maybe he's planning on, or really hoping this dude comes into training camp and earns that spot because I think he could be a valuable player on this team. Dan, what do you think? He does sound like he fits our needs a lot better than the other guys, uh, even better than Clark. So you know, I definitely will agree that uh, of all the guys to come up, this one could help us out the most, and. Uh, that's a good thing because we may need that. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely, Tone. What do you think of Foot? I think he'll, I actually think yeah he'll make it out of camp and he'll be on the start, starting roster next year. He's not going to get traded. No, I don't. You know. Okay. No. Good. <laughs> he could be. I mean, Bobby had him packaged Clark, up Clark earlier, <laughs> right? He said that it's possible. Right. I, I, they, you know, don't move, don't move, no one Foot. I think he's a, uh, you know, kind of little. The little bit that I've seen him, he's got like a David Clarkson, yeah. John Madden thing going. I I, yeah. I dig that. I think I like the more attractive piece to other people would be Holtz. And even if it was Foot, I think Fitzgerald could spin it to get Holtz. Yeah, be, it, and Holtz is always a name. And every team thinks they can fix him, whatever his problems are. So every team is going to be like, I can add this guy scoring 100 points within two years. And maybe they can. And Holtz maybe the NHL... But Foot is a devil. He plays yes. like the devil we need. So I wouldn't get rid of Foot for anything. I, I like that. We need to, we need some youth in here because we got a lot of huge contracts. And what better than that guy? Yeah. Like, tell me a better I, guy I'd to like... put on this team right now when you can't afford another three million dollar player. And That's... just think, a whole other conversation next week when fucking feeding frenzy begins and we see where people are ending up what the NHL looks like after the trade deadline and uh, free agency it, not the trade deadline free agency that's going to be a lot of fun but um, you guys have anything else you want to chat about tonight yeah, I think we I, before we I mean we definitely got to bring up besides the submarine uh, we got to bring up the, the Hall of Fame right we got to bring up those, yeah, a couple okay. of those guys I mean you know the Hall of Fame does fucking you. nothing for me I'm just saying no it but it's good to see guys like Vernon get in there I think and uh, you know I mean yeah, unless, so. I know we all hate the Rangers but I think Lundqvist you know I mean it makes total sense to me that he's in there I mean obviously we hope that <laughs> nobody gives Eliash, it whatever. like that yeah I mean look, that's the problem you know, I was at the Garden recently, and I'm looking at, you know, Lundqvist got his jersey retired, never got a, won a cup, but, you know, it's, I don't know. Honestly, no. he's a great goaltender, but I, I I think he's been 
so overrated because he you're played not, in you're, New York. You're, you're looking at just what he's done in the, which you're only looking at what he's done in the NHL, which uh, yeah, I don't agree okay. with you. I mean, he's amazing, but then the guys won every tournament, I mean, gold medals and championships. And so, I mean, that's all taken into consideration. Yeah. I do think to be fair, that Henrik that's Lundqvist is it. probably one of the only ones that deserved it, maybe other than Ken Hitchcock and whoever the woman was. And not, I shouldn't say deserve it, but, you know, I just, I think the, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about this, the selection process is so freaking flawed. Right. sure. And it's such a, you know, it, it's a joke. Like, like even they were talking about it on uh, XM today. I was hearing, like, they were saying, like, Pierre Turgeon's been up for it forever. Like, and people just don't like Pierre Turgeon. That's why he hasn't been in. Like, it really is that ridiculously petty that, um, you know, it's hard to take it seriously. But, I mean, I think Lundqvist was a ridiculous goalie. Um, and and I think, I mean, Dan, you're the goalie of the group. I mean, I you, mean, you I, would I know think, more. I think more that he was very good. Nuanced he was very good. He, he's very good, but look at the other goalies in his era, and he was not the best of them all. I mean, some of them are still playing and stuff, and some of them are on their way out. He, I just never felt like he was the very best. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe one season you could say. He was but, the only I mean, goalie, Dan, and what was it? And he's so he was the only goalie to record thirty wins in eleven seasons out of twelve. I mean, yeah, and the twelfth was a short. It was a canceled yeah. year. I mean, yeah. one of Vesna. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I never was a I, fan. I get it. I just, I felt like he was way overrated and, you know, given everything for winning virtually nothing. And, you know, I, I okay, look, I will... the, the Olympic play, that's all great. You know, that's that's fantastic. Uh, but there's, every, I mean, year after year, there's Olympic play that there's guys who win that are no, I'll give you not, that. not NHL I'll give you that. players. He's never, yeah. he's never won the big one. And, right. you know, the same with Sirkin, where he's at right now, you know, on a team that's looking like maybe they're not going to. And it's like, talk about blowing two of the best goalies of, you know, our generations that we've seen in our lifetime. Uh, and they're giving them nothing. We yeah. get Connor Hallbuck, we're winning the cup. <laughs> yeah, I overreacted to that too a little bit with the text with you guys. You know, I'm, I'm over here with the King Nothing statement and all that. And then after digesting a little bit, I did realize, you know, just what the guy did do. And I guess in today's world, and we already just, we already covered this on what what it takes to get to the Hall of Fame. I guess in today's world, he makes a Hall of Fame. But for me, my bigger argument was that that only strengthens Ilyash's argument because if he can get in with regular season numbers and whatever else he did in the international stage, then Ilyash is even a better candidate. And that's just where I'm going to end it right there. You know, I, I'm curious when there's going to be more of an uproar about um, Ilyash. It's like every year it feels like there's one player that they end up just everybody gets behind for some Like this year was Alex McGilney. Um, you know, and you know he didn't get in like maybe, what, another five, ten years. Somebody who actually has a fucking say in this mentions Elias's name and it gets a little bit of traction or is he just know. forgotten devil. I mean he's if you devil. Can, so I don't know if you he's compare ever gonna his numbers to a lot of dudes that are in and they are on par if not better than and I'm I know and he played a super long time I think and the best comparison that you can argue Elias against is Martin St. Louis he has better numbers and around the same length of time as far as career goes, two cups to one, and I know they say it doesn't matter, but it fucking matters. Oh, it matters. Um, 
why? How can you put one in and not the other? That's Alfredson's the, the other one. Now he pales in comparison, yeah. just by a little bit in points to Alfredson, but he's got the two cups and he led a defensive team in every offensive category for twenty freaking years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just I think he's going to get in, so I'm not even that worried about it. I think it might take several years to be on the ballot. But people are going to realize that Dan's just shaking his head. I'm right just now. thinking my like, last time in Toronto. In. Uh, t- they're, the Devils have no representation in the Toronto you know, yeah. uh, NHL Hall of Fame. We were talking about this once before, and uh, you know, in here's 30 the other years thing. they will, Dan. In the, 30 years they'll have a fucking hell of a wing. The we'll media who votes on this, you, you might be right. Yeah, when we when they finally turn that corner in the media's eyes, and it's going to take somebody like Hughes to do it, um, and you know, the whole organization to you know market him that way but because the devils were not marketed that way they didn't like Eliash doing it what he did because it it kind of was against the uh the preconceived notion of what they had for the devils devils are interchangeable players devils yep. uh have no real scoring devils are defense trapping that's it that's what people will tell you about the devils that's what even like hockey media wants to paint the devils as especially this new era before this new era devils it just wasn't true. We we've talked about we this before. That, yeah. yeah, we know that they they, they scored you know uh, a ton, and especially with Elias, he was their best scorer on Cup winning teams. And you know it's it's unfortunate that they're they got these ideas these uh, about what the Devil is, and, and because he doesn't fit with that, they, they don't even want to acknowledge it or pretend like he doesn't exist. And that's uh, that does piss me off. Especially, and I think that makes me when, more aggravated when somebody like Lundqvist who didn't win it. Okay, he was great. Don't get me wrong, but Lundqvist, uh, you know, um, on a team that was way more obscure than, than New York, might not have got in, even with I, consistency that he had over the years. I think unless there's like a public thing to get behind Eliash that gains steam, the only time people are even going to talk about him is when like these Devils now are possibly maybe getting into the Hall of Fame and Jack is in and Nico's in and somebody mentions about the great devil scorer Patrick Elias and gets out of that mindset because it'll take this team right now to completely shatter that whole mindset that everybody does have about the Devils. It, we got to start a rebranding. Weird. We're going to be the Patrick yeah. Puckers next year. <laughs> there you Puckers. go. I like that. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm not sure either. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. The Patrick Puckers. Thank you so much for checking us out. Um, please like us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It goes a long way of helping the podcast. Check us out on Amazon, um, wherever the hell you get a fucking podcast. Uh, drop us a line, unclepuckers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys, hear what you think about so far this offseason, uh, where you think uh, it's going to go, and what's going to be happening at the trade deadline. I keep on fucking saying the trade deadline. The um, free agency. And uh, for Tony, Bobby, Dan, I'm Chris. And we're the Uncle Puckers, or the Uncle Patricks, or the Patrick Uncles. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. Fuck is out. I like right Uncle here. Patrick's. Uncle Patrick's Uncle out. Uncle Patrick. Uncle Patrick. There you go. Patrick fuckers. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. It's over.